Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller, as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome to Changeling the Lost Vanity. We're just going to jump right into it right now. Uh, where we left off last time, Katrina is currently at the beach house of Raymond. They are about to kick off some grilling after a kind of unsettling conversation that, that left Katrina in tears. Isabel and Frank are both en route to Raymond's house so they can kind of meet and discuss you know, what their plans for the future are. Charlie is currently also at Raymond's house, currently in the, in the grips of, of withdrawal from, from drugs very sick at the moment and just uh, sleeping on a couch. So let's let's pick it off, pick it up from right there. Raymond and Katrina, you guys are just kind of like in the middle of this moment of silence after, after a very intense conversation that you just had. You had just uh, in, a, in a fit of rage knocked the grill over and Katrina was was upset and but things have kind of calmed down a little bit and you guys are both just in this in this moment of silence right now so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys pick it up from there let's start with you uh, Raymond I'm gonna head inside and I'm gonna like go grab like a couple bottles of wine and and bring out some glasses and everything like that and I guess I'll pop open like a light one and just kind of set the glass in front of her and just kind of like raise an eyebrow, like ask, you know, asking like to indicate if she wants any. Mm-hmm. I would just nod still remaining silent. Now I'll pour, I'll pour a little bit in there and then I'll pour some of mine and put the cork back in. And then I'll kind of sit across from her on the picnic table and just kind of take a sip for a second then look at her and be like, so do you understand now a little bit where I'm coming from with all this? Yeah. It's not easy. None of this is easy. You know, I'm I'm not sitting here enjoying any of this. If I had my own way, I'd be sitting on that porch, and I motioned the porch, reading my book and being left alone, like I've done since I've came back. But all this, all all that's happening right now is out of our control. You know, that's happening around us. But I feel though that if we work together and we all have the same mindset, that we could get it under control. And I think that absolutely has to happen. Because we're all survivors, all the same. And we all have the same common enemy. Now, I'm not like the summer court where I'm going to constantly live my life out of anger and trying to find these people or whatever. But they now have came into our our home, our our, our escape, our haven. And they're doing that to us. And, and then now to find out that our own kind, fellow survivors are weakening members of our group. I just think that to be successful in what we need to do to prevent this monster that is out there and to stop it, we need to get rid of the the facade that we try to put around us to pretend like we live a normal life, just temporarily. I think we need to speak up about this sooner or later. No. I mean, we can work together as a small group. We can work with 
normal, obviously, but things won't change generally if we are just this small group. I like hearing that. I like what I'm hearing from you. And I do think that once Isabel gets here and we ask her to look into Charlie's dreams, and when we give the findings to Norma, maybe we can also confront her with this too. Maybe we can take the piece of information that hopefully we can get from Charlie's dreams and use that to spearhead and add on to it an amendum of sorts and our concern about these drugs being sold to our kind. I think it's a good opportunity once we have our foot in the door like that. What do you think about that? That sounds like a plan. Did I ever tell you, I don't think I've ever told you, that I had a daughter in my normal life before all this happened? No, I don't think you did. I find myself opening up a lot more now than I used to, to, to survivors of our type. I don't know where she's at. She's lost in the system, I think. I haven't really taken an effort to look. But I have a favor to ask of you, of sorts. Something happens to me during all this, and for some reason I don't, if I don't make it. Would you try to find her and make sure she's taken care of for me? I don't know. Um, yes, of course. But you said you haven't found her. How should I? It's the first step is I would give you her name. And this, mind you, is only if something happens to me. Recently, I've, uh, to be honest with you, for like the last 10 years, I've been trying to forget, ignore, run away from the issue. And with all this happening right now, it kind of has made me realize how I've wasted the last 10 years and I could have maybe have tried finding her, which I plan to do. I just want to have some kind of insurance in case something happens to me that if anything, I don't know. I just know if someone would find her, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm asking you. It would just mean a lot to me if you, if you would, if anything did happen to me. Okay, I will try. But I don't think we should talk about this right now. I think you should look for her first before anything happens to you or before time moves on even more than it already has. I will, once we take care of this. You all are, I guess, my priority right now. But I take a deep breath, I kind of like stand up and I go check on the coals and then I start throwing like chicken and steak on the grill as I wait for the others to show up. When you guys, when you had asked uh, Katrina to maybe look after your daughter if anything happened to you. Was that just like a, just like a general asking or you weren't like, you weren't trying to like make like a, a pledge or anything out of that, were you? Or no, 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 no. It's just maybe like a later. general favor. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kind of, well, cool. I'm just kind of like just starting the conversation about that. You know what I mean? Like I haven't given her a name or anything like that. I'm just kind of like kind of testing the waters. Right. Right. Okay. Very cool. Um. So as you're, as you're poking the, the coals of the grill you start to hear the gravel of your um driveway you hear some crunching as as a a car starts to approach and you recognize the red sports car of isabel what is it it's a um, firebird right yeah so actually before even the gravel is crunching you would hear the music of uh, carlos puebla playing loudly um as she's approaching um kind of setting like the mood she's uh kind of dressed in a casual outfit. She's got her hair teased up in that early 90s style, you know, aviator sunglasses, uh, jean shorts, like one of those colorful like tank tops, you know, with like tied right here, you know, instead of like casually loose, you know, how they used to do back in the day where they'd tie it up, you know, showing off her midriff and um, boots, hoop earrings, gold bracelets, red lipstick, eyeshadow, perfume, everything. Just like no matter what, she, even casually dressed, she's still stunning. So Deck she out. comes pulling up. 
and you hear the sound of the music before like anything and then you know pulls in kind of look in the mirror check her hair and everything before she gets out grabs her little handbag that she'd be carrying with her very cool and what's going on in your mind right now as you as you approach raymond's house well i expect that raymond is attempting to apologize to us all for the way he was behaving the other day that's what's going through my head it's like he's he's trying to do something nice he offered us all dinner you know and he he has an agenda so he's probably just trying to you know smooth things over so she's giving him like that benefit of the doubt of like he was kind of a jerk she's she'll give him a chance you know she's coming here like as a like okay let's see what he's got to say that kind of thing so she's just kind of like you know he's gonna feed me he's gonna apologize probably and like be nice and let's see how this goes and i'll get to know all these people that i'm supposed to be working with Raymond, you can you can see Isabel exiting her car from where you are on the uh, on the deck right now. You could probably just signal for her to to enter, or you could go outside and and greet her. It's, that's totally your call. But you guys are at a at a spot right now where you both can see each other. Katrina, you're still inside the, or are you are you on the deck as well, sitting down? We were on the side of a picnic. You remember, we have a picnic table that's on the side of my house. So right. we can see like when someone drives it up because that's where the grill's at. So I would just okay. have to like walk around the front of my porch. You know what I mean? And kind of okay, like right, right. motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then the both of you see Isabel approach and get out of the car. Just kind of put like the tongs like in the like the little hand thing of the grill, you know, while the food's cooking a little bit. And I kind of like wipe my hands on the side of my shorts and just kind of like walk towards the direction of her and just kind of like wave to get her attention that you know we're over on the side okay so she'll uh she'll walk around to meet you you know i imagine the porch like kind of connects it's like a wraparound kind of thing or is it like you know have to go around the side and go up like a little yeah you would have to like uh yeah yeah you you would to get to where the grills you'd have to walk around the porch you know what i mean the front of the porch and then come to the side there so yeah okay um so you know, she'll walk up and uh, um, just nonchalantly, just, you know, casual, like, hola. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for coming. Um, uh, Katrina's over there having a seat. Would you would you like something to drink? I got some wine out here, but I got some beers in the fridge or... Beer. All right. She'll kind of take a look at both of you. Uh, and I kind of uh, head inside and, like, kind of, you know what I mean? While you can, like, I guess go sit with her or whatever and grab a beer for you and come out with a bottle opener. It's like a Heineken or some shit. I don't know. Kind of like... I'll, uh, I'll go sit down next to Katrina and just kind of take stock of her. And can you, Isabel, give me a... Give me a wits and composure when you sit next to Katrina. Katrina's uh, just smiling and saying uh, hello to Isabel, but also like realizing that she still looks uh, like she's just cried. Which is probably what uh, <laughs> Isabel is noticing now. I have a success. Okay, so yeah, you you can you notice the kind of the smudging of Katrina's makeup a little bit around the eyes, or you know whatever, however that would look when you when you see like a changeling's fey me, and I don't know if you'd really, but you can you get this sense that you know she was just upset and crying. Like you you're able to kind of read that off of her being a female yourself you you can see when somebody has tried to kind of just like quickly cover up the fact that they just like you know we're just we're just crying and just upset 
So you you're able to just see right through that you know she's smiling and happy and stuff like that, and see that she has just cried. So Isabel look at her and be like, "Oh no, senorita!" And she's like, "Are you okay? What happened?" And she'll like start like reaching into her like little handbag, just like, "Do you need do you need anything? I've got you know like trying to help her." And you're like, "Do you need you need to take a moment? You know what's happened? Tell me." Uh, Katrina just waves it all off like. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't need anything. No, tell was, me, tell me. What's wrong? What's wrong? Ah, uh, it was all a bit much for me the last few days. This whole thing with uh, Melissa and also with Charlie really took a toll on me. And I've just worked through it uh, again with with Raymond here. And What did he say? Uh, he, well, he got worked up a little bit about the same issue and... I don't know. It all came crashing down on me. He didn't do anything. Her eyes will kind of narrow at you and... Okay. Are you sure you're okay? Oh yeah, I'm good. Thank you. She'll kind of put her arm around her. Just let me know if you need anything. Oh, it's all, it's all good. Us girls, we gotta stick together. Okay, so yeah, uh, after that conversation, Raymond, you, you kind of have your your back turned to the group slightly, I'm imagining, as you kind of prod at the coals of the grill. In the inside of the house, you can hear the uh, the bathroom door just like shut somewhat loudly, not like a full on slam, just like a you know like a hurried shut, quick shut of the door, indicating to you that Charlie has uh, has woken up and immediately just resumed his his place in the bathroom where he's be, being physically ill. Yeah, I uh, like kind of put the beer down for. Isabel and then head inside and just, you know, go check on him, make sure he's okay. I kind of do it like in a quick pace. She thanks you when you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And you probably see too that his that he's in his true form now too. He doesn't have like normal his normal self where like his human mask was all out there, you know. But um, he just kind of nods and and hurriedly like opens the porch door and walks up the steps and walks into the house to kind of check on Charlie. So when you get into the house, you kind of hear like this thud in the bathroom, just like a, a crash, a thud, and then this sound of whatever toiletries you had on the sink or whatever coming to a crash, like things have been knocked over a little bit. I'm going to go check on him, obviously, even more in a hurry, because I'm kind of like hearing that. I'm kind of worried that he may have passed out or something to that extent. So you get to the bathroom door... And you turn the knob and push it open, and you see Charlie. He's he's on his back, somewhat struggling to try to try to get his bearing again. And he's he's pulled the entire shower curtain off of the rail in an attempt to kind of get his balance again. You immediately notice that he looks a lot worse than he did yesterday. From what you know about these types of things, it's it's that's not really um, uncommon. So I wouldn't have to do probably, a roll. No, yeah, you you just kind of you just kind of get that you know it's been a long time since he's used anything, so that's probably why he's looking like he's on his deathbed right now. But he is just pale as a ghost um, in whatever, however that would that would um, translate to his fame. Mean his his skin is just clearly just like just like lost of all color, and. His eyes are just, he can barely get the strength to, to keep them open. And he's just kind of like crawling for the toilet where he just begins lurching and, and throwing up again. I uh, gently like kind of like, 
pat him on his back and patiently wait for when he's done. And I keep like reassuring him that like soon he, you know, soon, soon it'll be over. And, and also soon his struggle is gonna, is gonna pay off here for us and for the, the good of, of everyone in the whole, in the freehold. And he just needs to stick with it. And in about a half hour, I need him to be, need him to mentally be there for us. Cause we're going to, ha- we're going to have to, um, his mem, you know, we're gonna have to rely on him. So, and just kind of like do a cross between sympathetic but yet motivational talk. Like, you know what I mean? He's strong for going through this, and that there's a reason why he is. You know? Can I have you give me a yeah, just a just a regular wits and composure roll? So uh, one, two, one, two, three successes. All right. So when you put your hand on on Charlie's back and you begin talking to him, he he quickly turns around and looks at you, and he has this. Li- bewildered look in his eyes just like he it's he just you know he has totally like lost his um his sense of being right now he's just in an absolute state of confusion and he just like looks at you confused and he just gives you no response charlie are you there charlie and i kind of like smack him upside his cheek just lightly you know what i mean kind of like seeing if i can get through to him and he he just gives you he looks at you with that with the same just total confused bewildered look and just puts his head right back into the toilet and and becomes ill again can i do like a role for like medical like a medical role or something to see if this is any kind of some normal for like yeah sure people going through this you know yeah give me a intelligence and medicine role three successes three successes okay so this is starting to look kind of out of the ordinary for you Shit. In your in your medical profession, you've never like had to deal with people who are coming off of of drugs or something, anything like to that extent. But this just isn't really anything that you've heard of or like resonates with you as like a as like a doctor. You know, hearing about somebody kind of, you know, it's almost like he is looking at you like really confused, like he has like amnesia or something like that. Just like looking at you, like who the hell are you? And that it's kind of troubling to you. Like he, he looks like he would try to get away if he could, but his body is just like so physically weak right now that he just can't even, can't even really acknowledge or take in what's going on right now. And then it, it dawns on you that, that people like yourself and people like Charlie don't really have the same physiology that regular humans do. And, and it's, you know, you're not really you're not really sure like what this means, but you know that it seems kind of strange in your medical opinion. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to try to comfort him until he's done and get him to go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Like that's my priority because my head, I want to get him to sleep and then I need to go out there and talk to these folks. You know what I mean? Like, like, like my, my uh, priority of, of getting into his head right now and his dreams, you know what I mean? The scene, what he see has just shot through the roof right now. You know what I mean? And so I'm just like, patiently waiting for him to get done and hoping that he goes to sleep so I can go out there and be like, okay, enough fun and games. We need to like get inside his dreams. You know what I mean? But, um, so I guess that's what I'll do. I'll just patiently like be there for him and wait for him to get this out of his system and then lay him back down in bed and then immediately go out there and kind of shoot my idea to the group, you know? Right. So, so you wait for him to, to kind of, um, finish and then you, you put your hand on, on his shoulder to help him up. And at first he kind of pushes you away to try to stay where he is for a little bit longer. And then he, 
he gets up and kind of leans into you as you kind of support him out of the bathroom and back onto the couch. And he, he just, you, he whispers to you and he's like, Raymond, what the hell's going on right now? We're, we're going to get, fuck to are the- we right now, Raymond? You're, you're at my house, but we're going to get to the bottom of this. I, I just need you to sleep. Just close your eyes and relax. And I need you to sleep, please. He goes right back to the couch. You see him just pull the blanket over his head and you see like the, sh- the shivering underneath. All right. Uh, then I'm going to like turn around and go outside and kind of like check to see if Frank's arrived. And if not, I'm still going to go talk to like Isabella and Katrina. So as you make it back outside, you see that Frank still um, isn't there yet. He's probably will be arriving soon. Frank, we'll say that, that you are like maybe two minutes away from the house. You're literally about to pull in. All right. So I'm going to uh, I take it like if I walk outside, I might see him rolling up or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk outside and I'm not going to like try to hide that I'm worried at the moment. And I'm going to like just watch his car as it comes down and patiently wait for it to get here because I might as well wait for him to get here um, to talk about like what what I think needs to happen. Okay, so Frank, you start pulling into the driveway. It's I want to say it's like a longer driveway that that has like space wide enough for two rows of cars to go in. And it's kind of long enough that you could maybe put the cars like two deep as well you see isabelle's firebird and that's the car that's parked behind raymond's car at the moment the cadillac so then you see there's also like just this this row of just like two could be two empty spaces yeah so you know frank's gonna park somewhere and i guess raymond's there waiting for him right now yeah so you see the entire group out on the porch right now okay they're on the porch Mm -hmm. So you see Katrina and Isabel sitting on the bench. You see Raymond has just, he's, he's right by the door, having just exited the house, kind of going back to the grill for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that maybe it would even be striking the fact that, he, like I said again, he doesn't have his human whatever man up there. And I would say his body language definitely shows that he's starting to feel impatient at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not grilling. I'm probably not even grilling. I'm probably like, well, I'm going towards the grill, but, like, the, the food is the last thought in his head at the moment. Raymond, really quick, could you describe I know that like your your fame mean is kind of affected by the emotions that you're that you're feeling and it, it causes it to embody itself in different ways. So how how are you looking right now as you as you exit the house with your mood being what it is? Um I would just say like he probably looks like you know, still has that smoky, but I would say it probably, I never even thought of like worry, what would come across worry. Cause I just thought of like anger, you know what I mean? Like would we like make it, you know, reddish or whatever. But uh, I would, I would say maybe it's darker. It starts getting like a darker smoky, you know what I mean? More of a black smoke that kind of starts creeping up his neck or whatever. And on the side of his skull, like he's definitely not, um, yeah, not looking like how he normally looks where it's just, you know, normal kind of light gray or whatever. So would anybody looking at you be able to kind of see this change? Like any casual observer would be able to notice that like you're a different, a different yeah, shape would, than when you would, went inside? Yeah, I would say if they took like more than like a second or two to look, they would definitely see like it's kind of like creeping up almost like a, like a rash. You know what I mean? In a way, you know what I mean? But it's just like, like, like black, like a darker smoke that kind of is creeping up. And yeah, like I think a rash would be a good way to describe it. Isabel and Katrina, could you guys both give me a wits and composure? I just want to see how um, how quick you are to notice 
this this kind of difference in in Raymond's mean right now. I have two successes, and I also wanted to say that as uh, as Frank is kind of pulling up, uh, Isabel will kind of get up and go up to the front of the house to kind of greet him. She likes Frank. She wants to go and give him a hug and kind of say, like, "Hey, Frank," you know. Court mates, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, Frank's gonna pull up. He's gonna open the door. <laughs> he's gonna laugh. He's gonna wave. Oh, looks like everybody's already here. Um, Frank, do you have the dog with you as well? Uh, no, no, not this time. Isabel and Katrina, you whether or not it, it's like concerning, you do notice that Raymond's mean looks different. Whether or not you are like an, you know, whether or not you pursue that, you just notice right away. Isabel, you you're you've moved on to see to see uh, Frank and to greet him as he arrives. Yeah. But just know, but just know that you saw that he has changed before you, you know, before you. At this point, I've went. barely seen it. He yeah. was reading it before the night before, so like, uh, this is the first time I've really gotten to interact with his true fame. Mean so, and that's the thing too is that most of the times when you guys see Raymond, he's he's kind of put up this glamour to to mask himself yeah. even yeah. further. So, you know, you're not really sure how his how his thing really works. You don't know that it has like this mood ring quality, but yeah, you just no. notice that it's slightly different. Yeah, so it's probably right. not like alarming. It's just a thing. And then while Frank comes out and look at Isabel and be like, it's imperative that we talk right now. If I can get you two to come back to the table over here. I thought that was what all this was for. I mean, like now pleasant truths aside, I'm kind of just look at her. She just kind of rolls her eyes. Like, so Frank, how are you? as as walking back in with you like you're taking this way too seriously and she is determined not to be serious about this mm. I'm gonna, and, and, and I, I mean to the side of the house too that's where the picnic table's at and I'm just kind of like motion my hands towards the picnic table will you two join me I mean I was meaning that with like walking and talking oh she's okay like so Frank how are you and like oh okay gotcha gotcha going along and just like kind of like rolling her eyes at you and you're like we need to talk this is important yeah. now like she's like chill frank will start talking you know oh yeah we were with fluffy at the park and you know they were this kids they were playing whatever and i actually had a nap there and it was very nice <clears throat> you can and you isabel's gonna give him a lot more consideration than she is raymond right now because he's way too like irritable as as we're walking towards the picnic table, you can see like the embers are starting to like you know what I mean like come up on the back of his neck on the side like the like the bright orange reddish you know what I mean embers are starting to come up as he gets to the picnic table and turns and I'll I'll like put my hand on the picnic table and I'll turn around. Originally, when I invited you all here, and maybe this can happen later, I, I wanted to have a nice dinner with you all, but things have changed at the moment. Originally, Isabel, when I invited you here, I want—I was going to ask you to look into Charlie's dreams because Norma told us that you had the ability to do that, to find out what we can about this creature that's running around the city right now. But here's the thing. Something about Charlie's wrong right now. Something's off, and this needs to happen now. He's starting to forget who he is, where he's at at the moment. He's asleep right now. I got him to go back to sleep. Can you please, for the good of the freehold and everything, See what you can find out in his dreams about what he saw and that creature that he saw in the kid's room. Anything that we can find out or what's causing him to go through what he's going through right now. 
Why? He'll be asleep for a while. It's best if he gets enough sleep so he's deep in it before I do anything. So, let's eat. We don't know how long he's going to stay asleep. He's in the throes right now of, of detoxing. And, and he could wake up anytime. Well, maybe I don't want to see it. Did you think of that? That's pretty selfish. So you think you're just because you don't want to see it in his dreams that it's going to go away? What would you rather have? You see it in his dreams or you see it knocking on your door trying to bring you back to wherever you came from? Sir, call. You don't think about anyone but yourself, do you? I'm sure if I went and talked to Manny right now and told him that you're giving this pushback to helping the freehold, he wouldn't be too happy to hear about that. that I don't I give a this. fuck what Manny thinks. You weren't saying that the other night. She's just kind of like boiling, right? Just like I, you I can see like her face getting flush and she's just yeah. looking at you like, what is your problem? Why do you feel like you need to dig into all of this? Why do you have to bring I, up all these things? Because I don't want to see other become victims like we had to go through. I don't want to see us pulled back into the prisons that we came from. I don't want to sit here with my head in the sand and let this continue to happen. You call no, you me want to stick your nose everywhere and get yourself killed. And I stop for a second with that. I close my eyes and I open it, open them and be like, there are times I've wanted to die. But then I realize there's more at stake than my selfishness and my pain that I've had to gone through. And I don't want to see others go through that. I don't want to see you go through it. I don't want to see him or her go through that or anyone else go through that shit again. You're the key to stopping this right now. Right now, it is you who could prevent potentially others, innocents going through what you went through. All you have to do is look in his dreams and give me that information. She'll kind of like snort and be like pinche pendejo and like storms into your house. You're doing something good here, and I'll like follow away behind from, Away from you. Like, into the house. And if you're following yeah, behind her, she kind of stops and puts your hand on your chest and is like... Yeah, I want to say that Frank will follow it, uh, follow and sort of, <laughs> you know, grab, almost grab Raymond. You know, stop. Because you're, like, pressuring her into doing this, yeah. like, right now. And so it's uh, it's kind of making her, like, really emotional and frustrated. And so she will, she's, she hears the wisdom of the words that you're saying, like, no, we need to do this, this is important, da 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 But she's also, like, pissed off about it, that you're kind of pushing her into this situation. So whenever you kind of, like, follow behind her to, to you know, like, oh, she's like, no, just, just leave me alone, go away, and let me do this. When you put your hands on his chest, like, he puts his hands out, like, in a neutral, like, point taken, you know what I mean, when you, when you do that? But the moment that, like, Frank puts his hand from behind on him, Raymond will, like, turn around and just be, like, bright red, like, like flaming, like, red within there. And he'll just say, like, not screaming, not barking or anything like that, but just, like, from the very, like, where all that pain and that cancer resides in him, it's like, don't fucking touch me. And he's just, like, I'm just staring at him, like, with, like, just, because you got to think, like, Someone grabbing her from behind like that, male, whatever, all that shit, you know what I mean? It's just straight touching that nerve of where he came from, you know what I mean? He's not a touchy-feely person or any shit like that, you know what I mean? This isn't a touchy-feely thing. This is more like a, I'll crush your shoulder. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I get that, but he's still going to have the same reaction. You got to understand, like, what people like anger yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who've been traumatic, like, literally, like, when that shit goes off, man, like, that's why so many people with, like, yeah, all of us here, like, every single one of us is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you like, you are got... kind of like face down at each other, and Isabel's, like, going into the house, like, fine, I'll do this. And I imagine that, like, 
well, yeah. Katrina is kind of aghast, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that probably fits it. Just so Raymond's Katrina, be, uh, yeah, I guess Raymond's you just f- follow around like mouth wide open, like what? The f- what the fuck, guys? <laughs> right, right. Raymond's just staring at like at, at Frank right now, like literally, like just fuming, mad. Like, like, like I said, Raymond couldn't do anything to Frank, and I think everyone with any kind of realistic grasp of. You know what I mean? Reality would know that, but at the moment, just the anger is like so. Just from getting t- like, I'm just saying, just literally from someone having someone grab him like out of whatever strength like that from behind. You know what I mean? At that moment, and I guess when he'd hear Katrina say something like that, he would like look at her and just kind of like snap out of the moment. You know what I mean? Like of anger that he's in or whatever, and just kind of like look back up with Frank and kind of just like realize that this dude's a, whatever just thinks he's doing what's right and just as a whatever gentle giant lack of a better term you know what i mean but you know it was just the instant like getting yeah. grabbed from behind like that by something more powerful yeah. than him that just kind of brought that out you know and when frank had, when frank had like put his his hand on you in that way like you you could just feel this like immense power of just like you know like this person could could overpower you physically but the fear and the rage you felt because of that caused you mm-hmm. to to lash out just as much, you know what I mean. Being in that position put you in a in a in a situation where you just temporarily, for that moment, you just boiled over and you just lashed out. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously you didn't strike him or anything like that, but no matter what the, you know what I mean, that situation, you you were go- like feeling that hand on you with that strength, that just crushing strength, you know, just knowing that. Physically, like if if you guys were were like you know matched against each other, he he could probably, you know, he's an ogre. He's like insanely strong, but for that moment, you were just so angered and and upset and triggered by that that it caused you to just just lash out that way. And then after this 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 whole kind of like argument happens, there's like this moment of of silence, and you know, it's kind of it was kind of cathartic in a way for Isabel as well as Raymond and Katrina at the end for kind of jumping in and saying like, you know, what the fuck stop you guys. So now it's kind of just like silent for a second as you guys kind of are like starting to cool down a little bit. Sorry. I've reacted that way. So yeah, Frank will let him go. It's okay, but please stay here. And he'll sort of nod towards Isabel. And I'll just kind of like walk back to the picnic table and kind of like grab grab my glass of wine and just like turn my back to everyone and like look at the ocean while whatever is going to be done is going to be done. Just kind of wanting to be, you know what I mean? Just just going and sitting by himself or whatever. With some like internal reflection, Isabel's kind of like observing, like he pulled her away or pulled him away and she's just kind of watching this and he kind of walks off and she just kind of sighs to herself. <sighs> And she says out loud, like, to all of you, kind of like, it's just, it's not easy to do. You got to have peaceful surroundings and getting me all worked up like this isn't the right way to do it. I can't just go in there and, like, make it happen. It's got to be the right kind of setting. It's got to be peaceful and I need to be able to concentrate and I can't just do it on a whim, okay? Come sit next to me here. I just kind of like motion, like while I'm facing the ocean. Because I'd say like I'm about 20 feet away sitting on the picnic table. You know what I mean? I just kind of motion warmly, like, come come over here. She kind of smiles and laughs. Like, <laughs> you really think that's going to help me be more peaceful? It worked for me. 
it's worth a try, right? It's better than the, what we just what just happened now. I tell you what, give me another beer, All right. and she'll kind of finish the one that she has. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'll take a deep breath and go walk inside. And as I walk through Frank, I'm like, Frank, I'll kind of like for a second look up and be like, oh, that could have been ugly, dude. <laughs> and like, and like, do you do you, uh, uh, you want something to drink, Frank? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have a beer. All right, Frank. And I'll just kind of like walk up my steps and walk in and kind of glance to see if he's still asleep on the couch. And then grab like, you know, I'll grab like four beers, five beers. I'll grab like whatever I can. You know what I mean? And walk out with them and i kind of just like while raymond's inside uh isabel will turn to frank and say thank you yeah so you know i always have your back she gives him a smile so i'm gonna uh walk out with the beer and just be like you know just kind of set it on the on the picnic table and just kind of like take one and pop it open for and just give it to her and i'm gonna pop another one and just go back to sit in my spot because i kind of feel like embarrassed but i feel like just everything and i'm just like you know like some i'm just i don't know if any of you experience where you make your ass out of yourself a little bit you know what i mean yeah. and you kind of just like want to sit down and just have people change the subject so you can <laughs> so that's what i'm doing right now on the topic of changing subject while you're like sitting there like awkwardly isabel will be like so she'll take a sip from her beer kind of pause for a moment do you have any like relaxing music or anything you could play oh, what I kind of music with... does raymond listen to what what does he own in his house he listens to like fleetwood mac you know what I mean? Like kind of like the Eagles, you know, stuff from like the, the, the 70s, you know, like the, I guess, I don't want to say classic rock because I look at that more like calming rock, but you know, stuff like that. Stevie Nicks, you know, I, I, I listen to that stuff, but not too heavy on the electric guitars, but still, you know what I mean? Kind of just cheery a little bit when he does, but mellow. Just something I, that will, you know, help settle the mood. The less agitation we have, the easier for it is for me to do what you're asking me to do. And I'll just kind of nod to her and I'll go get like this uh, boom box. I have in my kitchen, you know what I mean? Where I play cassette tapes in or whatever when I'm cooking and I just kind of like bring it out and put in, you know, Fleetwood Mac tape and just hit play and then go back to drinking. I, and my guy just is like, this is so weird. You know, like in, for, in, in, in Raymond's head, like, like, you know, it's like, this is like not how Raymond thinks, you know what I mean? Like, like, let's make life of a party when something serious is happening, but he's yeah. begrudgingly trying to like help meet these expectations and standards. Cause he knows like, he he knows she wouldn't be bullshitting him if this is what has to happen. This is what has to happen, but this is so alien to him. Like you know, let's all pretend to be you know like like you know like almost like trying to drink a beer and smile to pretend. But yeah, you know. yeah, Isabel's trying to uh, get everyone kind of like relaxed and chill because part of uh, shaping someone's dreams is like you have to be in like a state of mind that's like peaceful and and similar to like the REM cycle. You know, just kind of just relaxed and calm and. Uh, the way you're like working her up is actually just going to make it damn near impossible for her to do anything. And she's just like, no, 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 no. We need to, we need to chill. Let's just, let's do this right. Let's sit back. Let's have a couple of beers, eat some food. Let's just relax and just get to know each other and be nice and comfortable before we do anything. Because what you're trying to get me to do is not easy. And so she's trying to communicate that and just kind of like, like she realizes she was getting hot tempered too and trying to, you know, back off and just be more chill. Well, out of character, how, like, basically, she needs to be relaxed because when she navigates his dreams, if she's stressed out, she can't navigate them as well. And it's she's just, it's more, a dice pull penalty. 
Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, so I almost see that. Yeah, to like minus three off my dice, which is a lot. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll go back to cooking and kind of just sitting there oh. waiting for things to tone down and let you guys talk. And I won't try to interject into a conversation because I know I tend to be <laughs> super serious. Frank can help with uh, like making the room an ideal temperature because he has the eternal summer contract, son of the hearth. What does that do? Uh, it allows you to heat yourself or expel excess heat, or you can use it to change the temperature of a room to, you know, basically the perfect room temperature. So I can make it all perfect and cozy for you. <laughs> like, oh. I see absolutely no other use for this <laughs> ever in any game. So I just want to use it. All my contracts Go are destructive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, the catch is that I spit on a fa fading ember or spark. So, uh, is the grill on? The grill, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just want to say before you guys start like popping contracts and stuff like that, um, yeah. anybody in the room right now can see that Charlie is he while he's like covered in a blanket and he, he's just huddled. He's like. Uh, shivering right now he's he's like not um in the in an actual sleep at the moment he's he's kind of just you know with his head underneath a pillow fully covered up in blankets just um shaking uncontrollably trying to you know wishing for the release of sleep right now but it's his body at the moment is not allowing for it hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The 
central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> <laughs>